0: Welcome to episode number 90, of The Space In Between, and today we're going to be sitting with one of my dear friends, Coco. Uh, Her full name is Aniko Fish, but she goes by Coco. And we're going to be learning a lot about her healing journey and how Her discovery of her healing journey is here to serve you um, through her offering of body talk and other modalities. Uh, But before we get to Coco, a couple things happening here in Nomadland. Uh, As I mentioned last week, we are featuring a new feature here is our circle of healers. And so Coco is one of our our healers that we're featuring now one of our nomad facilitators um and so what we're doing is we're we're holding space for them each week on this podcast through our newsletters through our social media so that you get to know them and so that you can dive into a, a home a new modality that might be of service to you for your own healing journey and you know i think uh, we need these tools more than ever right now there's so much chaos and i feel like it's going to be building especially these next couple of months towards uh election day um, and maybe even after and in the winter of the pandemic so we're in sort of this still these uncertain times for a period of time and so it's really important to lean into these tools of of healthy resources, uh, so that we can get through it individually and collectively, and support one another. So I feel very passionate about this new program of of bringing new healers to you and learning different modalities. Um, and you'll you'll hear about Coco's in just a moment. And what else do we have? A couple of other ways of of diving into a practice is I will be leading my Who Are We Becoming? Our Healing Journey series starting at the end of September, September 28th, I believe. Yes, 28th and that is a six-week series with a very small intimate group i work one-on-one with with each participant we dive in deeper to our own stories or your obstacles and we kind of take apart what how it's showing up also in your body and and using movement practices like my movement 109 offering as well as other healthy resources like meditation and journaling and and other expand, expanded awareness practices. Um, we do that one-on-one, but then we go into a group and we hold space for each other. We, Each week, we're, we're holding space for a participant and their story, and then we bring it to light through music, through movement. Um, and celebrate, celebrate each person each week. So it it was really very unique and very special. And when we did it the, over the summer, we had a very small, beautiful group. And it just solidified how, how important this work is, um, that that has been coming through me these past few years. And probably even prior to that building all those little All those little seedlings are are coming to life now, and and I really feel that this this practice in this way of this six-week journey, is um the way it's supposed to be offered so i feel very passionate about it and and it's i've seen already results from from the group and their their how their lives are transforming just in a matter of weeks uh, so we're opening up again to another special group and that's again starting september 28th who are we becoming our healing journey and then if you're a facilitator of anything whether it be yoga or uh, he, another healing modality, or maybe you're a life coach, and you are looking to add more tools to your your facilitator practitioner toolbox, then I will be offering my Movement 109 facilitator training, training uh, so starting September 30th, and that is a... Uh, four weeks uh, of module one and then we will go into three weeks of module two and that is working with the technique of what I offer and we'll get through also um, more of the you know the anatomy physical and subtle body as well as the holding space how to hold space for others how to dive in and into into these practices through ceremony and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a special experience, too. We did that last year um, in person, and this time we'll be doing these offerings on Zoom. All of this is on Zoom, um, if that wasn't obvious already. So that's happening. That's starting September 30th, uh, and yeah, I feel like there's probably more. We have, if you're in the Hudson Valley, one more thing. Yes, Stonegate Farm. We have just a couple more weeks of our season there. So you can come uh, join our nomad teacher, Jen Dwyer. She'll be leading the last few weeks. And I will be there for the final offering. That will be September 20th, Sunday, September 20th, 9 to 12. And I will be offering Restore Your Breath. So it'll be the restorative work of my Movement 109 practice into a a breathwork facilitation, so a breathwork experience. So that's gonna be super powerful and we'll get to be with people one more time in community, in nature. And yeah, let's, um, I think I spoke a lot. So let's go ahead and sit with Coco now and see what her story is all about. All right, so I'm here with Coco, and yes, and gosh, I was just thinking we really met just a year ago. I
1: know
0: so now, much
1: has happened. In this
0: yeah, so much has happened. I feel like I've known you for so long, but we did. We went to Ashley Lenneman's breathwork training early August last year, and she's been on this podcast. Um, yeah, and we were, I think you were, were we our fir- first partners? Like when we got, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, we got intimate real quick.
0: <laughs> we did, we got intimate real quick. We we're like staring at each other in each other's eyes no. and telling each other very intimate details of our lives. And yeah, we just dove right in and I felt very safe with you and the rest of the time that during that training, I felt, yeah, very connected to you. Not just because you knew my story. Um, and I knew your story, but yeah. And, um, and then we've just kept touch and you did my Movement 109 training, uh, (laughs) yeah, last year. And, and then, you know, you were studying all these modalities that I want to learn more about, you know, when we, we talk more, but yeah, I think we've just kind of kept in each other's little universes and floating in and out. And I love that we've been able to deepen our relationship and, share each other's resources so yeah and now you're part of nomads circle for healers and our new feature and so let's um before we get all to all that where are you who are you what's going on in your life (laughs)
1: well how do i answer that
0: um now wherever you (laughs) want to be
1: i'm currently in brooklyn um, I grew up mostly in New York up until 10 years old I was actually living in Europe, mm. Germany and Austria um, and I was born in Israel but, but basically I call myself a New Yorker because you know this is the place I know the best Yeah. Um, and yeah I, the past few years I've sort of been like you a nomad <laughs> mm-hmm. traveling to different places I was living in LA and then Australia and then Canada. And now I'm. I came back to Brooklyn a few months ago, and yeah, this is where I'm sort of re-rooting, re-grounding.
0: Well, yeah, you. I mean, when we first met, we we like our whole group was a bunch of nomads. That's what I loved was like there was probably one person. <laughs>
1: That was definitely the theme of our group, yeah. Yeah,
0: was that we were all in flux. Like, we were either transitioning into or out of, and we were all just sort of floating around. But you ended up in New York, wasn't it just a week before the lockdown?
1: Yes, which is hilarious timing, um, because at the beginning, New York was really the epicenter of it in the U.S. Yeah. Um, And I, yeah, I had no clue what was going to happen, but... I just had this really strong call to be based back in New York. Mm. And um, yeah, just luckily I managed to get here a week. It was about two weeks before the lockdown. Um, And it it, it was definitely an interesting experience um, coming back here right when everything was completely changed. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that was an interesting transition time.
0: Yeah, because your mom was in Canada and you were sort of contemplating maybe going back and then it just universe decided for you. Exactly.
1: Yeah, because at that point, you know, I had I had just decided to come back to New York and then all these things are happening with the lockdown. And I had a couple of weeks of thinking, um, you know, should I just go back to Canada? Like at that point, there were way fewer cases up there. It wasn't as locked down up there. Um, I would have had the security of my mom, you know? Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I just I just had this message constantly telling me, no, stay in New York. And, I was, and my my rational mind was like, but it's going to be crazy here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but I don't know. My heart was just saying, stay here. This is where you need to be right now. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And then they closed the border. So I couldn't even go back if I
0: wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And you were in the apartment that you grew up in or have? A kid yeah. With you?
1: Yeah. So I was in, so my, um, back in the early 2000s, my parents bought a townhouse in Harlem. And that's sort of where I spent my teen years. And it's been on the market for a couple years, um, but it's just been empty. So I, I came back and was able to stay there while it was being shown, which was a godsend. I didn't yeah. have to pay rent or anything.
0: Yeah. Great. Great. And then, yeah. And then then you, I mean, just your timeline was just just so it's been so interesting because then you found a place in Brooklyn Yeah, and that was like the week that everything exploded with George Floyd and you texted me and you said what that night that you moved in. Yeah. Remember that? I do.
1: Um, Yeah. So I, I woke up at like three in the morning. There were maybe... Three helicopters hovering around the neighborhood and just sirens everywhere and you know I was I looked at the news and saw that there were shootings like a couple blocks away and and all the rioting was really happening in this part of Brooklyn you know like the Flatbush area and next to um, Barclays Center and I'm, I'm sort of right in the middle of all that so that was another interesting experience to to move into
0: that (laughs) yeah I mean you told me that and I was like oh okay like yeah yeah, I mean it's probably happening everywhere in the city and then I did I saw I saw the 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 news like flash or whatever it was and it was your it was your street yeah oh yeah you're just right in the thick of it girl (laughs) your heart was like "We're gonna do some work here absolutely
1: yeah that's that's sort of, I think that's sort of been the theme of the past few years of my life is just trying to find the, the calm and the groundedness in the chaos. Um, and, and this was just such a, a perfect representation of that, you know?
0: Yeah. Can you speak to more about that? What, what has the past few years been for you?
1: Yeah. So the past few years have been basically me going deep on a healing journey, Um, about four, a little over four years ago, I started experiencing debilitating illness seemingly overnight. Like I was always just so healthy and felt so strong and capable. Um, and then basically, I mean, I can even tell you the day that everything flipped upside down for me. Um, basically I just started feeling all sorts of symptoms that I've never experienced before like you know I I started having crazy panic attacks which I didn't know existed um I started to like my vision went blurry I would have such intense brain fog that I couldn't walk or drive a car um and all these symptoms sort of just led into me basically being um not fully bedridden but definitely house ridden for several years I'd say like and a half to three years um and so it's it's been this journey of just going through the chaos and trying to find um peace and acceptance through it all and um and trying to heal myself but also being okay with what's happening because i think a lot of it too is just being so resistant to what was happening because i was like this this is not me like I don't know what's going on and and nobody could could figure out what it was but I was just like incapable of basically everything I used to do with no problem
0: yeah and just to paint a picture prior to that I mean I was just reading your bio too of you know you were raised a very healthy lifestyle so um, when you say that there was a day like do you you were saying I remember the day but was there something that happened like do you have any ideas of like how this came on now that you're getting sort of on the other side of it or feeling at least empowered? Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I think there are a few things. And I think with any type of illness like this, it, it's never just one thing. It, it's usually just like a buildup and you, you have this barrel and it keeps getting full and then it filled up. And then one day it's just like, you know, filled to the point where it starts overflowing and you, you can't, hold any of it anymore. So I think that's sort of what was happening with me. Um, but but there was definitely a lot of change happening in my life at that time. So um, I was in a new relationship and I had been based in New York, but decided to move out to LA to be with my new partner. Um, and and that was a big thing for me because I quit my job here. I left my family here, you know, and. I was really excited to go live out there and be with him and and start a new, um, I really wanted to delve into my practice out there. Um, But but yeah, it was still completely new and and a little bit overwhelming for me. So that was one thing. Um, And then also more on a personal level, I had received a phone call from a prior boyfriend who admitted to me that the whole time we were together, which was like, you know, on basically six, seven years, he was cheating on me the whole time.
0: Oh, my God. And I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. Why did you feel the need to tell you that later on? Um. I,
1: I don't know is, is the answer really, but um, I, I honestly, I think he just, he was living with this guilt for so long and he thought, I, I guess he thought, you know, enough time had passed and I need to get this off my chest, so I'm just gonna tell her this and hope yeah. you know, but it. And, and we had been broken up for a while. It wasn't like, you know, I had any connection with him for several years already, but, um, but I think that, that just switched something in me, you know, that was like that little bit of extra in the bucket that just-
0: Yeah, I mean, somebody you trusted so, you know, so intimate and had been so intimate with for six, seven years, as you said, and then here you are entering another new relationship and then it's like, how am I gonna trust this person if I thought I trusted that person? exactly yeah Yeah. and I'm sure it brings up like other stuff maybe even prior to that like with family and trust within that yeah
1: yeah oh yeah for sure like I had personal experience with my parents going through that and it it just it it really brought up all all that um suppressed emotion that I wasn't really looking at yeah Um, but but yeah, the universe has a funny way of doing that. <laughs> if you try to avoid something, it, it shows it to you in a, in a new scenario, but it's, it's that same thing that, that you need to work through.
0: Yeah. And so we're talking about really this mind-body connection that you and I have gone on this journey. But for somebody who maybe just randomly wakes up one day, like you said, it seems so random yeah. to all of a sudden have these symptoms. Um, but now I don't know where you were in your practice at that point, but when you were starting to have these symptoms, were you thinking there's something else going on here? Did you just think that they were physical symptoms that you needed to go to a doctor and, you know, kind of get a prescription or whatever it was?
1: Right. That's a really good question because interestingly,
0: I, I
1: only started to feel these symptoms right after I had finished, um, a really intensive energy medicine training with shamans. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I'm getting chills just talking. I'm getting,
0: about I've been getting chills. Yeah. I don't think the AC is really blowing on me. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's internal chills, but yeah, basically we just went so deep in that training and I just, I, I basically think I opened myself up energetically at such a rapid pace that it was, it just became too overwhelming for me. Um, and it started expressing as physical symptoms, yeah. but yeah, cause you know how people always talk about like a Kundalini awakening or, and you know, it, it can be quite intense and yeah. flip one's life upside down and, um, And I think that course actually just opened me up a little, maybe too much for what I was ready for.
0: Yeah. How long was that? training that experience. So
1: it was three hundred hours, but it was done over the span of just a month. So it was in wow. yeah it was I mean it was 20. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm like, wow because I do a three hundred hour yoga teacher training that's three months and everybody oh. in that program's like, this is really intense. <laughs> yeah. Um so and I feel that too because I'm leading and I'm facilitating pretty I mean I had guest teachers too but yet yeah, to do 300 hours in a month is like wow were you somewhere did you go somewhere for
1: this yeah yeah so I was in Germany in the Alps actually Wow. yeah which was incredibly beautiful and luckily my father lives not too far from the, the school where the training was so I actually got to drive to his place every night and, and sleep there but but we would start at like, you know, 6.30 in the morning and end at like 9 at night. <laughs> and yeah, just constant many, energy work.
0: Yeah. How many people were in this?
1: Um, I think there were about 25 to 30.
0: That's so much energy, like so much energy and time and space and people's energies that you might not necessarily want to be around.
1: Exactly.
0: Um. Yeah. That's intense. So, okay, so you did this, and then how, what was, like, the time frame after? You said it was after, but not how, like, how much time after? Um,
1: it was about um, a month or two after that I okay. started to feel these crazy symptoms.
0: Yeah. Wow. So yeah. with that and then all of the life change stuff, and, yeah, I mean, universe wanted you to go through stuff um, <laughs> pretty hardcore. Um, and set the stage for it, right? It seems like it really set the stage for you because, yeah, maybe you weren't, you didn't feel ready. Your body was like dealing with a lot of symptoms, as you said. But it, it must have had faith in you to say, "Nope, this is your time, girl."
1: Totally, absolutely, okay. yeah. And and I think, uh, I think I needed to learn through this experience um, so that I could do the work that I want to do you know yeah helping others overcome similar chronic illnesses
0: yeah like you said earlier the chaos so so then so then you have we're on this path so when you did wake up with these symptoms that that day um did you did you know then that okay this is there's something else going on here
1: yeah, You something else you mean, like... Like, other
0: than just what the doctors might tell you. Oh, you're having panic attacks, as you said. You know, like, there is the steeper meaning, like you said, like, you were getting prepared from the work that you did with the shaman.
1: Yeah, I, I think that um, the first few months, I was definitely just in fear and panic mode. Um, I don't I don't think I, at that point, I was able to step back enough to say oh, this is actually a huge gift um, and a huge turning point in your life, (laughs) you know? Not at all. (laughs) I understand. I've had my own stuff. i just with you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, the the first few months were definitely just me uh, freaking out, resisting it, going to every practitioner possible, trying every single modality, like anything that could just make me feel a bit more like I was okay in my body
0: so Um, sorry was this western and eastern yes
1: yeah so i i actually grew up basically never going to western doctors Um, like i just i my mom just gave me remedies like she'd make chicken soup for me and i'd feel better the next day like (laughs) that was my experience um and i had i never took like i think the first aspirin i took i was like 20 years old like it just That wasn't a thing so for me to go to a Western doctor it has to be a big deal you know and um, this was the first time that I was like oh my god I, I can't go to a healer like I need to figure out from a Western doctor what's going on um, yeah. so I did I, I was hospitalized a couple times and they did every test you know, imaginable, um, and I went to other sort of functional medicine doctors who sort of bridge the, mm-hmm. the nutrition and the um, allopathic medicine, um, and, but yeah, nobody could, could figure it out, yeah, so, so then I started to look more into the energy, energy healing, um, herbs, naturopathy, that kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, you have done a lot. It sounds like you did a lot of your own research. So can you speak to more about that, what that journey looked like, you know, after you sort of found some sort of ground where you could just not freak out anymore, like you said, for those three months? Like, what did it look like then? Um, So
1: it it was a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first couple of years um, and I'm
0: it, sorry oh, you were still in LA with your new boy like new boyfriend? yeah yeah I
1: was so we spent a year there while I was going through this stuff um, and then we actually moved to Sydney Australia together um, and I sort of continued my my healing journey there okay um, but there were definitely uh, like I don't know, Pivotal turning points when it came to meeting certain practitioners who who gave me some sort of hope or inspiration or just a, a better understanding of what I might have been going through. Yeah, and it was it was sort of through those. Like the first guy was this amazing, really quirky acupuncturist um, who, who just gave me. Actually, he was the first one who was like, you're very energetically sensitive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what you could be experiencing is actually just um, your sensitivity increasing Mm -hmm. really rapidly. Um, So that was really helpful for me to hear. And then, um, you know, a couple other healers um, out in Australia, um, yeah I'm trying to think like, at the beginning it was it really felt like oh i nobody's able to figure it out or help me, so yeah it was a lot of me you know, I ordered hundreds of books on self healing <laughs> you know <it's> just, yeah see my library yeah
0: <laughs> i understand
1: yeah um but but yeah, it was really um Major turning point for me was when I discovered body talk and, and that's really when I felt this shift and um, this expansion that i i hadn't felt before
0: oh yeah I want to hear more about body talk where when did you where and when did you find it and uh, so this was about two i want to say
1: two years ago a little less than two years ago um, and I, I had actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of biogeometry. Um, No. Yeah. It's also this amazing, I wouldn't call it a modality, but it's, um, it's a science um, based on this idea of harmonizing or neutralizing the harmful effects of, um, of harmful electromagnetic fields in your environment and sort of harmonizing your body to those things. Um, So I was interested in that. Um, And at that point, I I was already getting well enough to, you know, go fly somewhere to do a training, like the challenge, but I I was able to do it. Um, So I went to this training in Vancouver. And this woman there who was part of the training, she's a student, she came up to me and just out of nowhere just started telling me what was going on with me. Like she knew about my health stuff. I hadn't said anything to anyone about, you know, my relationship. At that point, my ex and I had broken up. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was just saying all these things. She's basically giving me like a psychic reading on the spot. Um, And then she said to me, you would really benefit from body talk. And I was like, You're like what? <laughs> who are you? What's going who on? Who are you and what is that? And, yeah. Um, and funnily enough, she didn't. I thought at first she was like trying to promote her own work because she was a body talk practitioner. But she actually said to me, I'm not the person who's supposed to be doing it with you. You need to find your own person who okay. resonates with you. So uh, I, you know the the end of the day comes and we're done with the first day of training and I go back to the hotel and I just look up body talk practitioner New York City because that's you know home yeah. base and um and I found someone and she said great let's do a Zoom appointment the next morning so the next morning before the biogeometry training I did oh this session with her and I came out of it feeling like. I mean, basically 90% of my symptoms had just melted away from that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that you flew across the world to go to this one training thinking, okay, I'm, I'm healthy enough for this, but then immediately day one, you are redirected to something else. Like you actually had to go to that in order. I love it. Absolutely. You have amazing timing in so many ways. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so you did a session with her and it's 90% like amazing. You yeah. all of the symptoms have quieted.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, of course that there were cycles where they would yeah. come back, but I just I hadn't felt such relief from such a a quick session before. Yeah. Like that was just mind-blowing to me.
0: Yeah and so can you talk a little bit like where the yeah can you talk a little bit about like what it felt like prior to the session and then what it felt like after
1: yeah so so you
0: can understand
1: prior to the session i was feeling um just really intense brain fog um complete lethargy all over my body um but at the same time this high anxiety so it's this weird sort of
0: like hypo and hyper arousal
1: exactly at the same time um i you know that at that point that was like the biggest thing i had done in two years so i i um i I just felt overwhelmed by the trip that i took and
0: yeah um, it was somewhat exaggerated
1: yeah and i was feeling like fluy and just completely out of it basically I don't know how else to describe it
0: yeah. um,
1: but but yeah so then we did the session and afterwards my brain just like it felt like a, a veil had been lifted from it um, and I could see better like my vision was clearer um, I felt so calm you know um, I just and then I had more energy and it, it was noticeable I I went to the training right after it and this woman who recommended body talk to me, she was like, Wow, you have color in your face. Like yesterday you were completely pale (laughs) and now you're rosy. So yeah.
0: Wow, I love it. And I forgot to ask when you went to the Western doctors, did they ever diagnose you with anything?
1: So I I got so many diagnoses, but but none of them were helpful. So the yeah. first, um, the first few visits, nobody could figure out anything. They, all my tests came back completely fine. Okay. Um, yet I really felt like I was dying, so I, I kept, you know trying to find a doctor who, who would be able to find something. Um, and then one functional medicine doctor told me I have crazy amounts of heavy metals in my system, like especially mercury. So That was like the first thing. And then in New York, a doctor told me that I am positive for Lyme disease, Okay. which um, now that I've done a lot of research about it, it's, um, it, it, it tends to be one of those labels that doctors give if they can't, you know, just, they just slap the label on if they can't figure out what else is going on with all your symptoms. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's sort of how I felt because my test results were a bit inconclusive, even that yeah um and then another doctor said maybe it's a reactivation of epstein-barr virus um you know i and then nutritionists um uh, or naturopaths said um adrenal fatigue and okay you know,
0: just like, <laughs> just interesting that we're talking about that because i've been diagnosed with a couple of those too. two exactly. and uh, Wait, what did it just say yeah um adrenal fatigue yes
1: yeah, yeah. I th- I mean I think at this point everybody has some degree of adrenal
0: fatigue yeah, yes especially these past six well I was gonna say six months but really past four years let's be real yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah
0: gosh it's like again what is happening what's like ah. Uh, So, and yeah, you were in the midst of all of this. So, okay. So you felt a lot better and then, and you were doing these sessions with this person in New York. Yeah. And uh, And then what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I sort of see body talk as like the, the gateway to all the other amazing things that I discovered that, that I don't think I would have been, I don't know, balanced enough to discover before that, you know, because his body talk really got me to a place of just feeling more okay in my body and feeling more accepting of what was going on. Um, and it's, I mean, it is, it's a, a balancing modality. That's yeah. what it does. It sort of brings you back to homeostasis. So, from there I started discovering all these amazing people and healers. And, um, one of my teachers who has a school out in LA, he's an incredible energy healer. And I started doing his trainings and sort of fusing what I learned from him with the body talk. Um, and, and yeah, and then I went into body talk training for myself, like to become a practitioner. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, I really do feel like that was the, the thing that just helped me open up to this amazing, um, I don't know, the, <laughs> the, this experience that I'm now having, you know, so different.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you couldn't have gotten here unless you had all of that behind you.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I had a couple, I think, is it two or three sessions with you? Two?
1: I think two. Yeah.
0: And I mean, it is amazing. And I had, and I don't, I think I shared, but I'll share because I don't know if I have on the podcast before, but I was, I had different symptoms about seven years ago that started when I was going through my divorce and my dad died and was putting my dog down and I decided I couldn't work this job anymore and like didn't fit into my Puzzle piece of life, and um, and I started to have different symptoms. Mine was in the form of really bad UTIs, um, kidney stone too. They said I had a kidney stone that maybe it may passed, and um, and and yeah, I was and and then it turned into more of a menstrual thing, and that's when you and I connected because this past year it started actually. I don't know if I told you the timeline, but the menstrual stuff actually started really badly the 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 cycle before i met you um it happened in july and it had been growing yeah um and then i had other symptoms too that i was kind of dealing with but it was always this pain in my you know my abdomen and And I've been doing a lot of my own work to healing and working with different modalities, but I have to say, I feel like I'm not, yeah, I think that was all of the pieces coming together with acupuncture, with the body talk with you, but there was something very specific. I felt a huge shift that happened in our first session together. And it was really just interesting because even though I'm this person that's really open to mind body connection, um, the way that you like did your first, I don't know if you would call it a reading, but you were just, you know, we did a meditation together and you, I'm thinking you're going to, you know, do the tapping thing and tell me, you know, specifically that area to tap it or something, but you didn't even go there. You just started to ask me questions about my life. And all of a sudden I was like, what does this have to do with my liver or whatever it was that we were at? And, but my liver's not that where it might, you know, like, even though I'm very open to understanding it's all connected, but mm-hmm. just the way that like your experience with the woman that for, you know, how does she know these things? Yeah. Um, it's really, really quite um, beautiful and, and mysterious and amazing. Cause yeah, I definitely felt a shift too after the session with you. And then we did another session. I think it was maybe a month or so later. Mm-hmm. And again, each time and I'm ready to do another one with you, by the way, awesome. oh, <laughs> Each time I can feel, like, the knob, like, shifting, like, up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. We're ready for this. Okay. Stabilize. And, yeah. That's
1: that's exactly right, what you're saying now about, like, you know, just slight shifts and then stabilize and then do another shift because, you know, it's – the body is so intelligent and it really knows how much it can handle.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: And – I don't know when you're, when you're going into like the stories behind uh, physical symptoms, um, it's like peeling layers off of an onion and yeah, it's, it's like one layer at a time and and let the body sort of, um, balance out from that because there, there's so much underlying what we experience on a physical level, um, that, that, yeah, you need that sort of, um, you know, step-by-step kind of approach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of seeing that that juxtaposition of how you entered into this was because it was such a deep healing experience. And that's what I've been um, like for me personally, we haven't had this conversation, but that I, I kind of worry about like plant medicine for people who aren't ready for it yet. Um, or even the breath work that we do. I think Ashley did a really beautiful job in holding space for us, but it's very intense work. Yes. And you aren't grounded and already have, like, even you, you were very healthy and very, like, Western-minded mm-hmm. um, prior to that experience you had. Even you had this really, you know, deep, intense uh, experience of, um, not being quite ready for it yet. But again, it's all perspective too, right? <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> Cause you exactly. were it, but it, you well, know, you, yeah, if you didn't have these tools of going, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. okay, I know something. It's, it's not just the doctor, you know, you had those couple of minute months of, of course, of freaking out because you're a human being, yeah. but you know, you also know, okay, there's something else I have to do here instead of just surrendering to it and being like okay the doctor says I have Lyme disease and I'll just live with this right you didn't you knew that you needed to to shift Um, but I do I do wonder about some of these modalities that are out there that are very healing but I think maybe something like body talk would almost like would you say could prepare you for those you know like you did it on the other side of it but maybe they're also there in preparation of or
1: yes yeah absolutely yeah because um the the unique thing about body talk is that the practitioner sort of becomes the interface between the client and their innate healing system so basically you're you're always checking as the practitioner you're always checking with the client's innate Mm -hmm. what it wants to prioritize Mm. and i actually believe that the reason why sometimes we have like too intense of a healing experience is because whoever's guiding us through it um the practitioner um sometimes doesn't doesn't check to make sure that the person can handle it you know and and it's sort of in body talk we call it agenda based not not in a bad way but just you know there's an agenda like okay this is what i want to get out of the client so let's let's do all these, you know, healing tools and just kind of Yeah. Um, and, and I think where you can get in trouble with that is if you're not checking in with um, whether the, the client's innate wants to deal with it that way, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's so true. I, this is a side note, but it is related. I just watched, um, I think it's called Unwellness on Netflix. Oh, I've never heard of that. Well, it's just, I think it's somewhat recent. And they I didn't watch all of them, but they were doing, the, uh, there was one specifically that I'm thinking of right now that's related to this is they were talking about, I think it was specifically ayahuasca. I don't know if it was plant medicine in general. I think it was just ayahuasca. But they were saying that, and I didn't know this, but they were saying that um, more traditionally, um, basically what you just said, the shaman would ingest ayahuasca, and then the chance that they would sing out to them was the healing, so that the person receiving the healing is kind of what you're just saying is the interface, so that they are receiving from a need, like, what it is that this person needs, rather than like, here, have this, you do all of the work, but like, we'll be here to hold you, your are bucket if you're throwing up, or, you know, you know, take care of you as you're going, but it was it was that exactly what you were saying with what you do in body talk.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't realize that they they used to just ingest it themselves and then do the chanting. That, wow.
0: So, I mean, I have to do a little more research because I I've, I'm not a plant medicine person. So, but but they were saying because they saw that there was a big money maker. And of course, you know, here you are in Peru and they're like all of a sudden these Westerners coming and they want to have this experience and like, oh, well we could just sell it. Right. And even though they are real shamans, they're kind of just shifting it so that they can reach a bigger mass of people rather Mm -hmm. than this one-on-one experience that you do in your body talk.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and it just makes you wonder like if someone's, going there for that kind of experience but but they haven't processed anything that they've been going through up until that point and all of a sudden they get thrown into this this huge experience like wow what I mean that can really drastically alter things
0: for you and you could have a psychotic break of of course if you're not ready for it but um i don't know that was like a little journey off of it. Like, <laughs> it was related <laughs> i just yeah it was yeah i just when you were speaking i was thinking of how that is you know how you were really and i felt that with you you know you knew a little bit about my story mm-hmm. but you but i wasn't like oh she's just i wasn't sitting here like oh yeah she knows that and she's gonna throw that into the the mix right i really felt that you were you were tuning into something and and it wasn't, it was like of curiosity. It was like something's here. And I remember, oh, I ended up, didn't I have, I sent you the reading afterwards. Yeah. What I wrote. So yeah, I'll share my personal experience with you. That second time we did it. Um, do you remember what the first question was? You were talking about something like, oh, my first moment oh.
1: I'm trying to remember. I, I have my notes somewhere. I could
0: hopefully- well, it's okay. But <laughs> it was, the gist of it was you got to, um, as I'm saying this, there's a bunch of turkeys, a family of turkeys <laughs> up, on my window. So I don't know what the animal totem is for turkeys, but they're literally a little family. They're so cute. Um, <laughs> <up later. laughs> yeah, but I, but I had said to you something, we got to the moment of remembering my first memory of a dog kind of coming at me right and and then you know like we kind of moved on to something else and you we were I don't know if we had done a tapping of formula mm-hmm. but then we had another experience where we were having our exchange mm-hmm. and I just kept saying oh my gosh I need to keep talking to her about this these dogs <laughs> and it just like turned into this whole thing and I don't remember all of it, but it, what it ended up have to, having was one: my physical symptoms went away. But then I just that night, or maybe even that afternoon, I wrote the introduction to my 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 book, mm-hmm. and I sent it to you. So thank you for that. Like opened up, not just released the symptoms, but it opened up this beautiful creative space that I had felt a little bit blocked with. Totally. Um, Yeah. And it was so
1: beautiful what you sent me too. So I appreciate you sharing it with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, you were like the magician or (laughs) I don't know what we want to call you, but yeah, you were definitely the alchemist, like mixing in all of the different ingredients. Totally. Yeah. I felt that you, you were there to share it with me. So yeah, Yeah, I'm excited to share it with the world, but um, yeah, it was very, yeah. Both times was very beautiful and, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm looking forward to more of them.
1: Yeah, me too. I, you never know what's going to come up in the session. But that's the the thing. It's like, yeah. I, every single time I do a session with some, someone, I just have to accept the fact that I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen.
0: For you and for the client, too, because I didn't think, I mean, why was I thinking about dogs? Like, why, like, where did that come from? And I didn't know, and I still don't quite know, like the, the dots being connected, but I could see like, oh, this is important. Yeah. Um, And I'm still like, I still get messages still. I'm like, oh, okay. That's just more data that I'm collecting. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that the, the, the person, the client who's going into has to come with that no expectation. Cause I think both times they came to you with, you know, an intention um, but I let go of the expectation there of like, I need to have this fixed. Um, and there was this deep healing there.
1: Totally, Yeah. And one thing I find with, when you're really tapping into the client's feel and their innate healing intelligence, it's the innate knows, like it, it has all the answers, you know? And, and if you just allow it to guide you, um, I think that's really where the the biggest shifts and the biggest healing can happen is because you're doing it um, according to what, what innate thinks is best. Yeah. So, so, so so yeah, for the dog story for you, that was um, you, I mean, you didn't even remember it up until that point, but that was obviously um, you held an emotional charge of that experience in your body. And, innate was like all right it's time to acknowledge it and release it now
0: you know oh my gosh even just now i feel like i'm doing a healing session with you because what you just said and what i said before of my story i'm realizing okay this is my first memory of of this it was literally my first memory and now there's a deer hanging out my window (laughs) beside um the my literally my first memory was this dog coming at my mother and myself yeah the week that I started these symptoms was when I had to put my dog down because he bit somebody and my mom was there to put the dog down. What? Wow, okay, I'm just gonna oh my crap, I didn't see. I was just like, I think there's something here, but I didn't see it. And maybe it seems so obvious, but just the way that we, whatever you just said, flipped.
1: Totally. And and that's another thing I've been noticing is that things click like weeks after a session, you know, mm-hmm. like you'll just be washing dishes one day and all of a sudden, like another component of the formula will just click. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's mind blowing.
0: Ah! Okay. I'm like, now I have to go rest because I just did a healing <laughs> session with Coco that was slash a podcast. <laughs>
1: butter, butter, <yeah. laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So now, so what is this looking like for you? So you did your training and you did all these other modalities. So what is it looking like for you now? Uh,
1: so, so now I'm really getting to sort of meld everything together. Is it sort of the, I feel like I'm in the creative process of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so body talk is amazing for sort of being like the, the foundational, um, I don't know, technique that I use with a client to sort of understand what, what's going on, what imbalances there are, where there are breakdowns in communication um, on a physical, energetic, and emotional level. Um, and it's also great for, uh, for figuring out what other modalities and methods would resonate most with this particular client. So, so now I'm really using body talk as a great tool for bringing in the other modalities that I've been learning. Okay. Yeah, which which is awesome. Um, so, you know, the source energy healing, um, I'm playing around with some sound frequency therapy because that's been, you know, I, I grew up with two... Um, musician parents so that's you know music and sound have always had uh, a healing effect on me Um, bringing that in uh, heart brain coherence techniques I'm just sort of it's almost like right now I'm taking all the the patches from the past few years of different studies and I'm now sewing up the
0: quilt. <laughs> it's a little bit of movement one oh nine yet? Yeah,
1: oh absolutely. Yes, Ooh, absolutely. I love that. It's um I actually need to to talk to you about doing it online because you know I was actually incorporating movement one oh nine when I was doing in person sessions. Yeah. Having like if there was a blockage in the second chakra, I was like having the person actually do the movements that, that yeah. you taught me. Um but it's yeah, I still need to, to gauge how to figure it out online. So
0: well, we'll yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk after this is wrapped up. But you know, I think what you were just saying, I think that's what's so beautiful that's happening right now, is that we are entering this time of healing collectively. We're all waking up to wow, there's some deep, deep wounds here. Um, but there are people like you and myself and in our beautiful circle and so many, so many else across the the globe that have been waking up and knowing that they are in this beautiful space of, you know, four years prior, you were challenged so that you could be prepared for this time. And for myself, seven years prior, and even maybe before that, in in both of our ways, right? And our journeys, was all a preparation for us to be here. And it isn't just this kind of carbon copy. Oh, I'm a body talk practitioner. Um, but you have been, like you said, you're sewing them all together so that it's going to be this unique offering. I don't want to even just label it as like Coco's offering. It's that you just have so many tools in your toolbox so that whoever enters in, you you know um, who's sitting. You're, you're listening to innate, as you said, and, and um, giving them what they need instead of just like this, Like, oh, this is the modality that I know, and I'm going to give this prescription to them, um, which I feel has been lacking in Western medicine, is that maybe you've run into this too in Western medicine, but knows, like, literally, this is where it is happening in your body. The inflammation is in this part of the body. There's no way it could be affecting this other part, but it's like, these organs are rubbing up against each other. I think they would be. My uterus and bladder, yeah, they're having some conversations there. Um, but, you know, like you, that you were being prepared for this time that we're in because of this experience you had. So thank you for, first of all, just thank you for that horrible experience that you had to go through, but also to, to be resilient and, and to do your due diligence, this research and exploration within and yeah, cause we definitely need you.
1: Absolutely. Well, we need you as well, Phoebe. Yeah. And, and thank you for bringing everything that you've experienced into this amazing movement practice that you offer people. It's, I mean, it definitely has changed my life and my mm-hmm. relationship with my body. So thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank
0: you. For going so <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think similar to you, I mean, my path was dance and yoga you were, you know, had this healthy life and it's like, we've been doing this, you know, what's going on? I should know better. Right. But I always, you know, yoga got me to this point where it was great. It created some sort of form and structure, yeah. but I knew that it was time to go further. We had to break those structures. And I think that's what's happening um, even within this healing community, right? Like there's these great structures we call body talk or we call yoga and we call breath work, but it's like this, you sewing them together is not just deconstruction of it. It's, it's like you said, sewing it together to be more holistic. Exactly. Um, and yeah. so when we get so caught up in the structure and the form of it, that's where we start to do it a disservice in a way, right? Totally. Yeah. And,
1: and like, feel like what we're doing now is just making it more personalized to the client, which is so important.
0: Yeah, Yeah. who's sitting right in front of you. Yeah, you're meeting them exactly where they are. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And so you have a new website, and probably by the time we release this, it will be out. So where is it? How do we find you? We need to book a session with you now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) find me at inner so yeah. inner thrive writing yep. um wellness.com awesome. um, and i'm i'm getting on board with all the social media it's happening i've i've been sort of a <laughs> a resistant person with all that kind of stuff but i'm i'm going to be making a, a new instagram account for that and um possibly facebook you know
0: yay oh <laughs> yeah. And you're in our circle too, so our people will, will be also this channel, you know, Nomad will be a channel for you too. Um, I mean, how, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, uh, we can <laughs> talk about social media another time, but yeah, <laughs> we'll do that another time. Okay. I was just thinking, gosh, yeah, do you need it? I don't know. I'm, try- I'm in a place where I'm kind of like, I feel so reliant on it in Nomad. But yeah. I really want to, I wish that I could pull away in a lot of ways. I mean, it's, there's good things. Cause I've been able to connect with people that I might not have in the past, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's like, do we need to lean on it as a crutch? Like, yeah. and so the fact that you have been resistant to it, um, and building up your own, you know, community already, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just something to just remember. That's just my like little words of wisdom, maybe, of like don't don't rely on <clears throat> rely on that. Is you know if you're already doing it, word of mouth is great and
1: totally yeah. And and I think maybe using it more as a source of inspiration for people rather than yeah. making it like business oriented. Yeah, know? yeah. I think that can make a difference to like the type of audience that you attract as well yeah
0: i definitely think so too but we'll have another conversation that's one of the reasons why we have the circle of healers is so that we have this beautiful community where we're excited to share with each other and then and then also reach out beyond our circle to share with oh my gosh i had this great experience with coco i need to share like with four of my friends who definitely need it in their lives so yeah
1: yeah exactly and then you have this like beautiful sort of web to start with. that just keeps expanding sort of organically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for um, being here. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to share before we say goodbye? Um, I don't think so.
1: No, I I think I I pretty much said everything. Um, I I guess maybe I'll just end with um, the fact that, I really believe that we can heal from literally anything um whether western medicine says you can or not i i really do think that the human body has such an amazing self-healing mechanism and if we're just able to tap into it and, and really allow it to do its work amazing things can happen so you know, for anyone dealing with any, any struggle, any physical sort of chronic struggle, it's totally possible to heal from it.
0: Yes. (laughs) Not even going to say anything after that. That's so true. I'm just grateful for you. Thank you. Phoebe, I'm grateful for you too. Thank you for everything.
1: (laughs) Thank you.